0: Jackson had a pregnant girlfriend. Pearl Bryan was her name. He and Alonzo Walling met her at the train.
1: Hello to all you ghouls and vamps. Thank you for stopping by Paranormal Prowlers Podcast, where the topic is always all things paranormal and supernatural. I'm, of course, your host, Tessa Morrow. And the tunes? You know that's courtesy of country legend Bobby Mackey. Night Terrors. Uh uh uh, not to be mistaken for visitation dreams, which I welcome any night of the damn week. Night terrors and sleep paralysis. Those are a whole other ballpark, my friends. Sleep paralysis occurs when you wake up and find yourself unable to move or even speak. In some cases, you can see things that might not necessarily be there for years, really, as long as I can remember. I've had these dreams about, wait for it, snakes. These dreams are so incredibly real, a little too real. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not the type to jump and squill if I see a serpent, but these snakes are everywhere in this dream. Every kind you can possibly think of. Exotic snakes, venomous ones, long ones, short ones, skinny ones, fat ones, threatening ones... Relaxed ones, whatever kind of snake you could think of, it's there. Even going outside, they surround me. I go to open the car door, somewhere where you think you might be safe, in an attempt to escape these slithering and hissing creatures, only to get bit. I wake up, and it's like I'm still stuck in the dream. It seems so real, and much to my boyfriend's dismay, he awakens to find me hyperventilating. You see, when I awaken from this dream, I'm unable to move. I can't speak. It's almost like I've forgotten how to speak the English language. Words, they can't describe how I feel. It's just so bizarre. When I finally am able to move, it details my moving throughout the room, still unable to speak in words one may understand. I speak in perhaps tongues. My boyfriend, the whole time, knowing it's snakes that I'm after, and saying repeatedly, calm down, there's nothing there, no snakes, no snakes. Meanwhile, I'm tearing the room apart in desperate search for these scaly creatures. Might I say that as a kid, I had pet mice. One day after my room was finished being cleaned, my mouse cage was left on the ground. No big deal, you know, I walk up to put it back on its designated spot on my dresser when I see a tiny black tail. I think nothing of it, thinking it's one of my mice and I touch it, and much to my horror, a snake flings up in the air to bite me. This is not a dream, not a nightmare, you guys. This truly happened. And to this day, I don't know what kind it was. I just remember the aggressiveness it had towards me. I had these dreams before this incident. To this day, I still have these dreams, not nearly as often, though. And for that, I'm truly grateful. Another thing I've dealt with for as long as I can remember is waking up to the feeling that something else is there. No, not my dog. It's not my boyfriend. It's something else. Many a times I have bore witness to seeing a hand Now, it's nothing but a hand hovering over my face, inches from my face. Other times, I'll see a figure standing in the corner of the room. That doesn't happen as much as the hand over the face kind of thing, but it still happens, and it's always kind of like just like off-putting and eerie. And again, I'm waking up out of a dead sleep, maybe not even a nightmare, but I just like wake up to see these things. Now, a while back, I actually woke up to see the face of an old man looking at me, hovering at my face's level. Again, just a face, just a head. And I woke up to see this. It wasn't in my damn dream. And I can't say that enough. I really can't. I mean, as I lay there awake, I grasp at my boyfriend, unable to find the words. I know them in my head. I'm screaming them inside my head where I feel like I'm about to burst, but they can't escape my lips. Justin would tell me the next day that, you know, do you remember this? Do you remember dreaming this? Do you remember waking up and being absolutely, you know, going bonkers? You know, so he told me, hey, you just like kept pointing to avoid space at your side and muttering unintelligible words. Your eyes huge. You were just like, you know, you were pointing like, how can you not see this? I saw this damn head and he could not. And it makes me feel like I'm crazy at times, like I'm losing it. But I know I'm not alone. And you are about to hear true accounts, other people sharing their frightening encounters and experiences. Each person, what they go through is different. One may hear voices, whispers, while others hear humming, growls, what have you. While I've seen shadowy figures, dismembered hands, and decapitated heads, others may see creatures, monster-like figures, and so on. What does it mean? Each case, as mentioned earlier, is unique and one of a kind. A number of scientists consider sleep paralysis as a demonic possession, an extraterrestrial encounter, or even alien abductions. (laughs) oh hell no you guys know how I feel when it comes to alien stuff ghosts spirits wraiths whatever you want to call them I will chill and deal with it all day, every day, but aliens? Hell no. <laughs> Many cultures have different names for this phenomenon. Sleep paralysis in Italy is known as pandafecce attack. They may refer to this as a ghost-like spirit, an evil witch, or even a terrifying cat-like creature. Meanwhile, over 5,770 miles, give or take away, in Cambodia, it is known as Ghost Pushes You Down. And it deeply entails the belief that these are dangerous visitations from deceased relatives. Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of unsure about that one. I mean, unless you come from a family that's super estranged and you absolutely hate each other's guts, then sure, that's a possibility. But if not... Then why, you know, would Uncle Harry come back to haunt you and make your life a living hell and terrify you? Mm-mm-mm. In Egypt, sleep paralysis is known as jinn attack. According to the people there, the jinn has even been known to take people's lives. You are about to hear from phenomenal people and their intense encounters. Now, the first person that we will hear from is a sweet gal that I met about a year or two ago in Colorado, Daphne Velasquez.
0: I was around six or seven. I remember I was sleeping with my mom. I never used to like sleeping alone to begin with. Yeah. I do remember I was being tugged by both
2: feet and
0: I went... I moved a few inches down the bed, and I looked to where my feet were at, and there was a big, dark shadow. I tried to wake up my mom, and as soon as she woke up, she turned around and it was gone.
1: Yeah, that's creepy. And as you were six years old, you said? You were just a little kiddo. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there's not very much I remember about my childhood, but
1: this I do remember for sure. Right, (laughs) but it's kind of hard not to remember that. Yeah, and
0: then I know as a child I would see, like, shadows and stuff, but my mom always thought I had eye problems, so I would always get glasses, but I knew, you know, I had that where I can see other than, you know, just humans. Right. Yeah, but that was a very, very scary moment for me where, I mean, I moved a few inches off the bed
1: that's creepy for sure that's definitely something you you don't forget and so when you woke up and you were experiencing this you were able to try to wake up your mom at least that's good because i know some people they can't even like move or speak or anything
0: yeah yeah that's happened to me once but i mean this was like maybe when i was like 13 But it wasn't, I don't know if it was, you know, a spiritual, but I do remember I couldn't, I was like drowning in my sleep, but it felt so real.
1: Okay, so yeah, so seven years later at 13, you experience this and you're you're drowning. And I know those dreams are so real and vivid and lucid. And you're drowning in this dream. And what happens when you wake up? When I wake up, it still feels like my throat my throat was like it's like I was choking in my
0: sleep like you know when you have those moments when you're like
1: choking on water yes it felt like that yeah oh my goodness Ugh. yeah yeah that is pretty scary yeah I've had dreams like that too not of drowning but where you wake up and you still feel like you're in that dream but you're awake but you're definitely feeling it yes yikes yeah two very eerie encounters for sure Big shout out to Daphne Velasquez for and sharing her eerie encounters. Yeah, as a six-year-old, you'll never forget anything like that. And it is like where you're young, where you're like, geez, did I just imagine this? You know, did I maybe see something on TV that made me think of this or something? I don't know. But it is very real. And she's just one of the examples. Now, next up is one of my really good friends, Angie Velasquez. No relationship to Daphne Velasquez. Angie is also out of the San Luis Valley area in Colorado. And you've heard from her in the Phantom Smell episode and I believe another episode as well. So here is my friend Angie.
2: I began having some pretty serious paranormal experiences Experiences in my home around springtime of 2009 and anyway I've never had any kind of sleep issues that I can recall ever before but on this particular night I was I feel like half in a dreamlike state and half in in reality but I I remember dreaming of seeing this really horrible demonic face in my window and anyway it kind of it resembled the devil and and a vampire maybe combined anyway it was laughing at me and he threw his head back and revealed his fangs and it was it was just terrifying and i had put a rosary this really beautiful antique glass rosary in my windowsill. Prior to that, and anyway, this particular night, I felt in my dream that I was being attacked by this same creature, and and I was trying to to get up and run away, and I just remember feeling like I could not move and I could not scream, and then at that time, I felt, I mean, I was coming out of out of the dreamlike state, and I was more more awake. For about a minute, I could not move, and I I still could not move, and I still could not scream, and I just remember feeling extremely terrified by that. I I never have had that before, and right before I came, I was able to move. I could hear something under my bed, and it sounded like a small animal chasing its tail, like a cat or or something. It's it's kind of what it, it sounded like. After a few moments I was able to, to move so I had gone over and, and turned the lamp on and looked under my bed and of course there's nothing there except for my rosary which had been broken into three places
3: oh. and yeah and
2: that that really that really bugged me because you know I I, I try not to I, you know I, I was just trying to make sense of what had happened but I mean I don't know if that was paranormal or not but it sure felt like it to me. I also had one other time where this happened, something similar. I had, I woke up, again, with almost the same thing, almost the same sensation of not being able to move or talk or scream or anything. And I waited there for almost, almost a minute, not, not able to move, but I could hear this picture that was within a, a picture trying to explain it just um a picture hanging on the wall with a picture of a, a polaroid okay. um, of me and my son and it was sitting you know just it just tucked barely inside well anyway i heard it slip out and onto the floor and it landed on the floor by my bed Ooh. so when i was able to move i, I looked over to see what it had fallen and it was a picture and I just thought that was a little creepy, but, you know, and I've not had that happen since. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> those are the only times that that's happened. But,
1: yeah, it was pretty scary. I've- Angie, it is eerie when you you find yourself unable to do things that just come so natural and easy to the human body, to to most uh-huh. of the human bodies. It's where you, you're able to move or breathe or, right. or rise out of bed. And all of a sudden... You just, it's impossible, and I've been there, too, and it is really uh-huh. eerie and scary and intimidating. It's kind of like, what the hell's going on right now, you know?
2: Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, I i just, I, I, I really thought that I, I was being under attack by something that I could not see, and I just, you know, I, I mean, I was wondering if I was still going to be able to breathe after a moment. I mean, I... I was just totally terrified. I mean, I mean luckily, it's only happened a couple of times, but I mean that first time was just was just horrible. I mean, I really did feel like like I was being under a physical attack so and then the rosary you know that the rosary meant a lot to me, and it yeah. was not in a place where I could have ripped it myself I'm, you know my bed was not super close to the window, but no, I I believe I would have known if I had gripped that
1: myself, but. My friend Angie and I, we finished recording just now and we start to talk and she shares something else with me and it's so bizarre and I'm like, wait, is this a dream also? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I shouldn't have stopped recording. So Angie, um, part two, woohoo. <laughs> if you, yeah. yeah, if you could talk about what you were just telling me.
2: Okay, just about bizarre dreams that I've always had. I mean, I, ever since I was very, very small, I have dreams of drowning. I mean, and it's it's very, very vivid, and it's really dark. It's it's always really dark. The water is very dark. I'm just I'm sinking. I can feel myself sinking. I can I can see that there's things around me, just debris. Like I feel like I was on a ship and. Something happened to the ship, and I'm sinking um, further and further into dark, dirty water, or I don't know if, it's, if the water's dirty or if it's just, just really dark. And I have these dreams, I mean, several a year, and I've had, I've always had them. I mean, like I said, ever since I was very, very small. So I don't know if that's something from a past life. Maybe that's how I, I died in a past life. I don't know, but I mean... yeah they're just those those dreams are pretty terrifying i i will always remember when you know i wake up and i'll think about them all day long they're just you know they're they're very terrifying so and i to this day i i really hate to be cold and wet at the same time so getting out of the shower is just a horrible experience (laughs) but yeah going swimming is not something i really enjoy doing but anyway uh yeah that's that's my dream. <laughs> Those are my dreams that I have quite
1: often. All right. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? It could have been the <laughs> Titanic, or you could have oh, you, you could have know. been in the military and you know went down with the Navy ship, or who knows. Yeah. But um, yeah. just like me and my snakes, it just you never know. Maybe a past life, you know, and yeah. maybe we exactly. died this horrific death without knowing it, but your body, your mind, your soul refuses to forget. <laughs>
2: I agree with you. I totally agree. Yeah, but they're they're very scary. I you know I I hate when I have them. I kind of feel like I have anxiety for the day when I ha- after having them. I mean, who knows? They're just <laughs> they're they're a part of they're a part of uh, what I go through that I just wish I didn't have to.
1: Very interesting stuff for sure. The next person who's going to be on is Amanda Brush. You've heard from her as well, just like Angie from the phantom smells episode and here she is again okay so i have my good friend amanda brush on with me and she has her sweet puppy yanko so if you hear some yelping or any crazy sounds in the background you guys amanda ain't a voiceover <laughs> artist it ain't, ain't her and it's her puppy <laughs> amanda she needs
3: to join in
1: absolutely and we love doggies so he is more than welcome to join in and amanda you've been on before with the phantom smell episode and welcome back to the podcast my friend hey how have you been been good been good been busy happy that october is in eyesight and we're jumping into fall woohoo See
3: all the pretty colors everything else that comes with fall and you and your
1: pumpkin spice? Yes, I love the pumpkin spice. I love everything <laughs> pumpkin, except for pumpkin pie. Ironically enough. <laughs> what? That's, that's the good part about it. Though. Well, unless yeah, it's like you-, you know, unless like I, I'm gonna try this year to make a pumpkin pie, but I'm gonna s- spice that bitch up. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw like a pumpkin liqueur in there and make it like a boozy pumpkin pie pie and it's going to be epic so it's like okay, you know you little go. debbie watch out little tessa's in town <laughs> mm, there you go Since this is your dream episode then there you go there's your dream pie a little bit bluesy, a little bit a
3: little bit of the best of both
1: worlds there you go. <laughs> that's that's right that's right we're dreaming pies right now baby and it's all good Perfect. So, Amanda, you talking about dreams and night terrors and sleep paralysis, you've been through it all, and you were telling me a bit about it, and I'm like, we need to save it for the episode, girl, so tell us all about it now.
3: I've had some weird, I've had some weird stuff, like that, the last house, I think I might have talked about it in the last house, that that in the last episode I was with you on, that I was living in a house, that last house I was in, I had thought I had some sleep paralysis, and I had a weird encounter with a hag, actually. I had, I would be laying in that weird, lucid dream zone where you can still control how you move your hands and everything, and there would, I had a hag, a genuine hag, that would come in, an old lady spirit would come in and sit, like, on my chest, could not breathe, could not do anything, but lay there 110% terrified for my life just convinced I was going to die this this old lady but come to find out had to do a bunch of history on the house come to find out that there was in fact an old woman named Hazel who had been in the living room of this house and was smoking cigarettes and had died by her cigarette lighting her mattress on fire and she Apparently, still was very much not impressed with anyone else living in the house and you would like I said early in the morning you'd be laying there in bed and know for a fact that you were awake enough to hear footsteps coming down the hallway and something would bump the bottom of the bed and just I mean something would grab your feet and just hit your chest and your eyes would be open but you could not move you could not breathe you could not anything and you could just it just old lady breath and old lady... It was terrible. It Ugh. was, hands down, the most terrifying paranormal experience, like, of my life. Could not get away from this thing, could not... I ended up moving out of the house. She just... She's a horrible... The most horrible thing I'd ever... Just not a dream. And, and it's right. difficult to explain to someone who's never encountered that?
1: Yeah. Like you you're not
3: dreaming. You are awake and they're like, "Oh yeah, whatever, you, you know, it's sleep paralysis." No. No, there's a difference.
1: But- oh, absolutely there's a difference. Absolutely. And that is eerie and I do remember you talking about that and that, you know, there's just some things that we will never forget and yeah, I'm sure that is on at the top of the list and is she kind of like bound to that house when you moved out of there you didn't encounter her again
3: i did not i did not she like i said she was there um whenever she would have those whenever she would wake me up in the morning with her craziness like that the whole house would just smell like burnt perfume afterwards Like, sometimes the refrigerator door would be open or the washing machine would kick on randomly like that. She stayed up there in that house. Like, she didn't follow me to my next house. She's never been a part of any other piece of my life or anything else ever again. She is literally just in that house. But I've spoken to people who have been in that house since then, and they say that they're just, if you're in that house, there's angry things that happen in that house. Like, the phone will come off. The wall if it's being charged like electronics will come on and off in that house and if it's an angry relationship in that house to begin with it'll just amplify and escalate until they have to leave
1: so. ooh yeah She's bad dead. news right absolutely uh, yeah that is really eerie I'm glad you got out of that situation obviously and things like that that house should just be condemned maybe but who knows I, uh, <laughs> Now, but. I know you believe that you've had past lives show themselves to you.
3: Oh, yeah. So when you're in your dream state, you're unlike, like, so when you're meditating, you can just turn on certain pieces of your brain <clears throat> versus, you know, when we're walking around talking, just certain, like, your frontal cortex will turn on or, you know, for emotions and everything, they just have certain pieces of the brain that functions In accordance with them But when you're dreaming When your REM Your whole brain The entire reticular activating system The circuits that go from from your brain Through your thalamus All the way to the cortex The entire brain kicks on when you're dreaming Not just a piece of it at a time Yeah So since we haven't done like entire We don't know how much of the brain Actually what do we think Like 10% of your brain We use during the course of the day Mm. So, who's to say that when we're dreaming, we don't access that one little piece of your brain that can go back to all of your records of all of your past lives, and all of a sudden, you're thinking you're having a nightmare, or even worse, you're having a night terror. Like, for me, I have these crazy reoccurring night terrors, like, versus a nightmare where, you know, you're, like, in a car, and it's something crazy, and you can kind of control it, and you're like, ah, where you know somewhere deep in your heart that this is not real right you can you can like you know somewhere this is kind of silly and i've been in this car and it's kind of not right and your brain's like no this is kind of hokey and the buddhists even have like way back literature on how to control dreams so like the buddhists have been studying it like all this entire time about like okay if it's a lucid dream or something you can still kind of control like how you react to it or not react to it. Versus if you're dreaming, you're kind of, your body's paralyzed to a point. I mean, you're still twitching and whatever, but your brain knows like, okay, this is kind of crazy versus this night terror back to where I digress there. I apologize. This night terror where I have these reoccurring ones where I die infallibly. I will die a horrible screaming. Like I have to warn people if I'm in a relationship that I, I will wake up screaming, bloody Murder. And I know that I'm going to die Ooh. because it will reoccur in the exact, like, I know I'm walking on a cliff and I, there's sea spray in my face. I know every single time I'm like, oh, it's this. This is going to happen. I can't stop it. And I know I'm a different person and I know, okay, I'm going to look down at my feet. And I know I'm in shackles. I look at my hands. I know I'm in shackles. I know, like, what I've done. I know what I'm being persecuted for. I know I'm going to look up and see this, whatever's about to happen. I know I'm going to look to my left and see this person. I know I'm going to get tossed off a cliff. I know it's going to happen. I can't stop it because I know it's happened before. Ugh. And I know I'm going to hit the bottom. I know that it's going to happen. And I will scream the entire way down. And that's usually what wakes me up.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Yeah, like last week, I walked into, in my, in my, this horrible night terror, I walked into what I can only guess is like a Grecian bathhouse. But I could feel the marble on my feet. And I could smell the... It's like a really hot... You know, like if you walk into a sauna. Yeah. Mind you, I've never been to Greece. And it's not something that I would have just watched TV and seen. But I, I knew that there were fish in the water. And it doesn't smell like chlorine. But I knew there was fish in the water. And I could, you know, just... Everything is so real so intensely intensely real and I knew I was going to walk around it and I knew that when I leaned down to grab my sandals I knew someone was going to push me and as soon as I felt a foot in the middle of my shoulders and my face hit the water I screamed so you know you're under, your face is underwater and you're screaming and that's how I wake up I wake up screaming
1: Jeez. usually yeah that's eerie that's and that's scary. So how long do you think you've been having this reoccurring horrific thing? The, like decades? or
3: I've been dreaming that I've been pushed off giant cliffs by the ocean literally since I was a tiny kid. Like since since before I went to school.
1: Oh, my God. I can't imagine being no. a little child and going like, what the hell is this? And then have it keep happening like... You know, that must have been so confusing for a child and for... My parents? For me trying to explain to my parents that, like, people threw me off a cliff into the
3: ocean when I'm, like, a little, little kid and I've never seen the ocean. And then my mom was like, you can't watch television. Like, I have not watch television for a while. Because she had assumed that I'd just seen something absolutely terrible on TV and then it stuck in my head, you know?
1: Oh, no. And that yeah. is the sad thing no. Amanda when it comes to that when kids are so young they just automatically it's like oh you have ADD or oh you just have an overly wild imagination and it's just like no it's not yeah. always a mental illness it's not always you know yeah, just the kid being a kid you know on TV, yeah. right don't blame the TV yeah. I like TV I, I'm a kid that's one of my pleasures I love watching TV <laughs> yeah
3: well my Apparently, my mother or my parents had thought that I had inadvertently, at like the age of three, correlated some facet of the movie Jaws to being thrown off a cliff oh, no. into the ocean. Well, I must, and I wasn't scared of sharks. Like I didn't, I have no fear of sharks or anything about the ocean. I thought I was. I, I told them I was thrown off a cliff and I hit big rocks on the bottom.
1: Jeez. And
3: somehow they were like, "Oh shoot!" Because they were watching Jaws. Because I was a seventies kid. Yeah. And so they thought that me watching some ocean scene in my brain, I had, like, twisted it around, and I got thrown off cliffs. And I was like, what? No, no. There were people, and I had shackles, and I was in a white, and and there was just, and and they threw me off because I was bad. And and they're like, what? Yeah, no. And parents, you know, parents try to reason things out in their heads and try they try to do the best that they can at the time and then you
1: know they try right that's true (laughs) they do try i know just through text messages we've discussed that you've actually you've spoken in tongues and have actually woken up screaming while standing in the middle of your room talk a bit about that as well well that's just
3: always scary when you wake up and you're just babbling some random thing but in your brain, in your dream in my dreams, I am in for example I'll be in, what I know in my dream is just some valley in Romania or some valley which is usually in um, what I can guess is Ireland or Prussia or and I'll be speaking in what I know is not my native language Yeah. But in my dream, in my dream, I'm talking to these people. So it makes perfect sense to me in my dream. And I'm speaking fluid to them, and they're answering me completely fine. And, yeah, I woke up standing in my living room just talking away. Or I have woke up at a friend's house in her kitchen talking away. And she's been standing there in front of me when I, have like, you know, woke up out of this dream and she's terrified because I'm standing there talking and not in English, obviously. <laughs> yeah. She's like, So who are you? What are you doing? Who what are you talking? What are you what the hell was that? You know? Like, I don't know, I was dreaming. Well yeah, you were dreaming, but you were obviously speaking in something that wasn't even close to English. I'm like, well, did you record it? Like, can we listen to it? She's like, no, I was standing out here terrified. Like, you were just talking away to nothing in the kitchen, having a conversation, you know, and here I am standing there with, like, a gallon of milk in my hand, like, going about business, getting pour myself a drink or whatever the hell I was
1: doing. <laughs> right. It would be interesting to, to catch that on recording, you know, and to try to have it translated and... To match it up to see if it was actually yeah oh, if it was
3: gibberish that your brain had made up or if it was a for real like a forgotten language or just even something like Gaelic. In my case, it would have been Gaelic because I've traced my ancestry back over to Ireland and Scotland and Norway and Sweden. So and
1: Prussia. Right, that's incredible for sure. It is just interesting how you, like, your soul refuses to forget such a traumatic thing, you know. Even though you're in a different body now, it's just really very interesting stuff, for sure. And you know it's not just a regular dream or a nightmare, like you were saying, you know. You know it's something else. It's completely different. And especially when you wake up and you're seeing those things still. It's just like, you know, it's like you're, yeah, it's just really bizarre. (laughs)
3: Yeah, like for you, you wake up and you have to blink it away, but the smells are there and the sights are there. And you can, like for me, you can feel the marble underneath your feet. You know it is so intensely real. And I know people dream and they're like, whatever, I have dreamt a dream that was so real. Like, okay. Like, and this is kind of stereotyping. I will apologize. But when you dream a dream and your boyfriend or your significant other makes you so dang mad in that dream, and the next morning you're still mad about him for that dream. Yeah. Okay, you know that happens, right? But but these dreams are so they're so tactile and they're so real on the level of the physicality of the dreams—the touch, the smell, the—and I know your brain your brain can play tricks on you like that. But when you have the same dream that for that many years of your life,
1: right? There's something there. yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, and it's not your your brain trying to work through something if it's that many years. Like there's nothing to work through. I don't feel for a like a 3-year-old child to be chucked off a cliff. Yeah. But
1: right, yeah. absolutely. And like in my case, I I could feel the scales, you know, of the snake. I could I could hear the I could feel the air move when the rattle is moving. And I just um just like different things like that, but yeah, it's it's a very interesting phenomenon and that's why I was just like I need to have an episode about it just because it's so interesting and bizarre and unique and each case, just like an investigation, is different. You know what I mean? Like, I've had you and a few other people on, and each is different. Right. But yeah, yeah very. They
3: definitely stick with you, though. That's the one thing about human yeah. brains and trauma. If it's traumatic, it sticks with you hard.
1: Right. Absolutely. And that's the thing. In my case, I'm not terrified of snakes. Like, you know, if I don't, if I see one, I don't shriek and run away, you know, and freeze up. Like, But when I'm sleeping, it's just really interesting. And, yeah, I will tear a room apart looking for them, you know. And I could still, when I'm awake, hear them and see them and and smell them. And just, it's so weird. It's not like other dreams, like you said, where you wake up and you go, oh, okay. That was kind of fucked up. (laughs) You know, but this is different. It's just like, okay. (laughs) This is something completely different.
3: Yeah, I've been terrified of heights since I was a little kid for absolutely no justifiable reason.
1: Mm. But
3: I mean, irrelevant to being thrown off a cliff in my dreams, but I love the water. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not scared of being in the water and I, I with all of my heart love and respect the ocean. Yeah. I'm not scared of being thrown or tossed in the ocean, like from my dreams like that. That being said though, I'm in Montana. I'm in the heart of Montana. We have no ocean here. So there's no real relative reason that a small child should have been having dreams of the ocean since I was a little kid, you know.
1: Right, especially when you had never seen it before.
3: Right. Since I was a little tiny kid, here's a really random fun fact. Since I was a little tiny kid, I would have dreams that I was walking through a really dense green forest, right? Yeah. And I would be intensely aware of the fact that we were watching out for these bears. And these bears are black bears, black bears with, like, squished-in faces and a white V on their chest. I'm in Montana, right? Yeah. And it it took me up until probably I must have been almost sixteen or seventeen and I was watching a documentary with my mom on T V and I just about I lost my mind and I'm like, that's what it is. It's one of those sun bears. I was gonna
1: say when you were describing it, I, I was like, Sunbear, sun bear, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. But you not knowing what that is, you know No, I had no idea yeah. that it even
3: existed. But I'd been
1: explaining this bear to my
3: mom like my whole life. I'm like, we're walking through this for these forests and we had to watch out for these things because they're aggressive bastards and they were, we constantly had to watch out for them. And my mom is like, what in the hell are you talking about? There's no such thing. And I'm like, I swear to God, they're like, they're the one bear that we had to watch out for in these forests. Incredible. As we would walk from encampment to encampment. And they were, they forever have been in my dreams growing up. And I finally saw one and I furrowed it out watching it on TV with my mom. And she was just like, and they're in Russia, of all places, yeah, like right over on the edge of it, and she was just like, "Amanda, like how in the I, I don't know. I'm like sixteen, seventeen, and I was I literally like screamed, this this teenager screaming, watching this TV show with my mom. That's the bear. That is the bear. That's been in my dreams for as long as I can remember. It's a sun bear. Who knew?
1: Mm-hmm. So why that would
3: be in my dreams my whole life? Wow. And yeah, and not knowing not knowing like where it had come from how what or why so yeah my my mother's been through a lot
1: well you know and that's bizarre I mean maybe in a past life you were a settler or something and like just like traveling and maybe got attacked by one of those or something because yeah you hear about grizzly bears and and black bears and brown bears and polar bears and you know a bunch of bears but sun bear is one that you don't hear about every day and I'm just a huge bear person that's the only reason I'm I'm really familiar with those bears but and they right. are aggressive, but looks can be deceiving because when you look at them, they have like this like cute little, it reminds me like of a puppy dog. They're just so adorable looking yeah. and their little faces look like, I'm innocent, mm-hmm. I'm cute. And yes, you're cute, but, you know, a wild animal's a wild animal. And it's just interesting right. that you have this dream of this creature that you don't know exists. You don't, you know, you're just like describing no. this bear and it's like, wow, yeah, that's a sun uh, bear. <laughs> yep.
3: No, and I specifically remember like it looks really cute and it has a white v on it yeah do not like be very aware of this thing because yeah. it will tear your ass apart
1: <laughs> right like, what in the hell? yeah oh yep incredible yep. yeah you didn't mention that to me during our texting so i'm glad you did mention that this time i'm glad you yeah mentioned it this time yeah that's crazy <laughs> yep
3: just out of nowhere random sunbear in my dreams. Like, wild. And in Montana. I mean, you know, we have them all over
1: Montana. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just right around the bend. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep.
3: but All the same, though.
1: No. Oh, that's wild. Jeez. Well, Amanda, are there any other dreams that are, you know, night terrors, sleep paralysis, anything else, past lives, anything else you'd like to mention? No.
3: That, that's about as random as I'm going to get with
1: you. you're like what that's not enough (laughs) no it's definitely enough (laughs) okay so amanda and i stopped recording we were just kind of like talking and we were talking about many different things but one of the things i was telling her was that there's a cemetery nearby that during hurricane florence not the ones this year but last year a huge tree went down on top of some graves and has never been moved, much to my dismay. As I I get so annoyed every time I drive by there, I wish I could do something, but I don't have people in North Carolina that I know that I could help recruit, get rid of this nasty old tree. And Amanda's very quiet. And she said that as soon as I started talking about the cemetery, she heard voice, a voice in the background. And the the voice, she thought first was a woman, and then she thought maybe it's a child. And the child said, as if grabbing my phone and talking in it, saying, I like her. And then when I was saying how I wish I could do something to move the tree, but I don't know anybody, the voice said, yeah. And so very interesting, but just wanted to share that with you guys. Now, a big shout out to all those that have been on this episode. I really appreciate your time, your energy, and just sharing these encounters and experiences as spooky and eerie as they were. I know there are things that will stay with you for the rest of your days, as mine stay with me. Did you like this week's episode? Listen to the others, they're equally awesome. Need a reminder? About when the newest episode is available for your listening pleasure? Subscribe now to Deezer, Overcast, Castbox, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, iTunes, Apple Podcast, and so many others. Sweet dreams, everybody. See you next. Weak. Poor
0: Pearl, poor girl lay dead upon the ground. Poor pearl, poor girl, her head was never found.